Welcome to What The Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Christelle Rubio, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit, from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind-the-scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves, and of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of, what does being fit mean to you? My guest today is the co-founder of System of Strength, a fitness movement created to change lives for the better. She's been building a community of inspiring, like-minded badasses for a while now, and just recently launched her podcast, The Carrie Croft Show. To sum up her attitude and ethos in a quote, the hard is part of your process as a human being. Quit trying to find the detour and tackle it head on. Please welcome back, Carrie Croft. Oh, thank you. I just knew it's going to be like a high energy day <laughs> when I get to hang out with Carrie. <laughs> you never know what I'm going to bring. I'm so excited, but it's fun. Well, because I've told you, I've been listening to your podcast, yeah. so I feel like I have been hanging out with mm-hmm. you. So it's been a nice little teaser, yeah. but there's nothing like the real deal. You know, I agree. I feel the same way about you. I'm happy to be here in your cozy little nook. Yes. I'm so happy. Um, well, first off, congratulations on the podcast. Thank you. Thank I you. I think it is brilliant. It is exactly the thing you should be doing. I think it's the perfect extension from your SOS community. And it's just like, it's for you. It was made for Mm -hmm. you. You're so good at it. You're natural. You have this ability to just hold space for people. And I want to hear from you on like the why of the podcast, like the what, you know, like all the details. And then I want to tell you like my take on it. Yeah. If you think. Oh, that, if I, you fanta- want I would love it. I actually okay. would love that. Okay. So, I haven't had a lot of people, you know, giving me their, their raw and uncut take. I always like that. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I have some thoughts. Okay. I'm obsessed first, but okay. So the Carrie Croft show, great alliteration. Wonderful. You have an amazing name. So like, why not use it? Perfect. You started in January. Yeah, I saw. And are you releasing weekly? Once a week right now on Fridays. Once a week on Fridays. Awesome. And like I, like we talked about, you have the video element. So mm-hmm. you're like already ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. Are you on TikTok? I am, I am on TikTok-ish. Like I, I, I'm, my game on TikTok is I'm like a D player right now. I, I see. I won't even like go near the app. Yeah. I it's, it's something else. I can't mm-hmm. put myself down that like devil spiral. It's a vortex. Yeah. I, and I get very, so I have a thing. Uh, where I am obsessed with dancing and I'm not a good dancer, but like okay. if I could in my, in my ideal world, if I could dance like those people, I would just dance in front of tick. Like, yeah. and I, I can't, I get in these vortexes of like, that would be fun or, Ooh, that would be cute. It's like, no, Carrie, that wouldn't be cute. So I stop know. thinking about it. Like I get know. like, you know, you get TikTok really makes you think like you got some superpowers. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, I'd stay away from it if I were. I'm, I'm going to. <laughs> like, I, I just know myself. Gary V. Gary V's out there going, no, get on TikTok, get on LinkedIn, get on everything else. I mean, but it's, yeah. That's fine. But like, also my nervous system needs regulated. I and know. Like, that's I know. not mm-hmm. the place for me no, I agree. in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but back to the dancing really quick. I'd, oh, I've always like wanted to be a dancer. Like I see dancers. And if you have a, f- a fruit fly fly around your face, I have an in. <laughs> 
fucking festation of fungal gnats. You, I'm going to go off on these fucking fungal gnats right now because I repotted some plants. You know what? I'm they're one, driving me insane. I'm one with nature. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to land on your lip when you're talking. I'm intruding on their like, space right now. This has been going on yeah. for so long right now. You have no idea. No, we good. End. Anyway, we good. I've always wanted to dance and I'll see like the hip hop dancers, right? I feel like, oh my God, that's like such an amazing way to express yourself and like let like emotion out through your body. We know how good that feels with working out, but like imagine you like, like look incredible doing it like to music, Mm -hmm. but just, it's just not, Mm -mm. not it for me. It's not it for me. It's not for me. Okay. So why did you start the podcast? So going back several years, so I'm a huge Howard Stern fan. Yes. Howard Stern and I actually have a really close relationship. He just has no idea. Yeah, okay. Right? Gotcha. <laughs> You're like, huh? I'm like, really you know, Howard Stern has, he has, uh, he reminds me a lot of my dad. And I, I, there's so many qualities about Howard that I've always just innately have been drawn to. So he's, he's authentically, unapologetically himself. Yep. He's gone through a huge evolution. He says it how, you know, how it is. And he's just so relatable and so curious. And I love everything about his style. Yeah. And so I've listened to him, I mean, r- religiously for right. years. Yeah. And so I think that whether subconsciously or consciously, I love the style. I love how he pulls music in. He has a whack pack. There's a, there's a very, you know, um, intellectual serious element to it at times. If he has, you know, certain people he's interviewing, but then they're not afraid to have fun and be total idiots. And, I just think he has a great balance of really what, what life is. It's, it's the serious yeah. and then the levity and how it sort of all plays together. Yeah. And so for a really long time, I would kind of have these interviews with people in my head, whether it's, you know, when I'm running or I'm driving, that's usually when I do my like moving meditation where I, I really kind of process and think and ideate. And, um, I've been doing that for a really long time. And so pre-COVID, I had had the itch to do a podcast, and I started The Sauce. We started it at SOS, so mm. like a play on the words SOS. Yep. And we launched it, and I did a couple of, I did a great episode with Darcy, Matt, Kimmy, and it was very SOS-focused, and yep. it was it was fine. It You know, I don't know, it, it just, COVID hit, my life kind of blew up, not sure. kind of, totally blew up. Yes. And I just, it it went on the side. And so when I sort of went through everything personally that I went through during COVID and I, and, and then a little bit after I started to reemerge into life, I mean, I, I stopped working. I wasn't even really involved in SOS for a while. When I started to peek my head out again, I knew I couldn't come back the way I was. Mm. I knew I couldn't show up the way that I had shown up in the past. And yeah, it had to do with my evolution you know, things happen, but it also just a natural progression of, of kind of the way I'm floating through system of strength. Mm-hmm. And so I found myself kind of looking at the business, looking at my relationships and, and where I sat. And I'm like, you know, I, I know I can add value here in a different way. You know, I've, we've always fought to, we know with SOS, we kind of have this diamond in the rough And we're this village and we're like, you know, everybody who knows it, like if you know, you know, Mm -hmm. you know that it's really special, but how to get that out to the masses and sort of be the town crier for system of strength. You know, so when I came out again of this, this kind of shell and looked at and examined it, I'm like, you know what? Like I've always wanted to interview people. I've always wanted to do that. So 
that sort of quenched my thirst of like, okay, this is my next step. But then I'm like, okay, how do I, how do I make this a win? Like, how do I look this, look at this in like a surgical way where it's not like, oh, you know what? I'm done. I'm, I'm going to go do something else. And, you know, because you, you know, we've been doing this for 10 years. Yeah. So anybody who does anything for 10 years, no matter how much joy it brings you, there's a lot of mundane, there's a lot of hardship that goes along with that. And so it's easy to look at it and go, ah, you know what? Like, let's go on to the next thing. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to figure out how to show up in a way that would allow me to do what I need to do for myself, but then also pull SOS in a direction that I feel like it, you know, it may not have gone maybe as fast Mm -hmm. if I hadn't stepped out and started to sort of tell the story to different people Mm. in different ways. Mm -hmm. And another thing too, is I didn't want SOS to have liability on my personal brand. Right. Right. Shit, fuck, damn, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, I, I will say and do what I want to say and do within yeah. reason. Yeah. And, and I, you know, there are moments wh- where I want to have a weird conversation that completely sure. has no, that has no parallel to system of strength. Yeah. So, You're allowed to do that. Th- and that's, yeah. the, you know, t- so naming the show was a, was a challenge. Mm. I mean, think about the internal dialogue, right? So we all have this resistance in our head you know, you suck, you're not good enough. Who are you to think you can do whatever? So when I'm like noodling over the name and I'd be like, maybe I'll name it the Carrie Croft show. And I'm like, you arrogant. Like you're so You arrogant son of a, who the (laughs) fuck do you think you are naming it the Carrie Croft show, you know? And I was showing my husband some of the names that I had. And I I was trying to work around calling it the Carrie Croft show. And like, finally he just looked at me, he goes, honey, it's the Carrie Croft show. It's the Carrie Croft show. And I go, well, what about the Carrie Croft shit show? He's like, don't, don't dumb it down. It's the Carrie Croft show. That's it. And I was like, you know what? That's okay yeah. for it to be the Carrie Croft show. And now looking back, I'm like, it couldn't be any other name. No, I agree. I think, I think that's perfect. Yeah. So that's my long answer to no, why? you know part fun, part healing journey, part SOS. So when you're talking about this, this kind of COVID what, like funk you were in? Is oh, that- hell no. Um, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> honey, I wish it was just a funk. Yeah, explain. So, explain you know, my husband, and this is, this is part of what I'm starting to sort of crack open and tell on, on the show, which I've, again, I've taken like one little toe into the water. Okay. Okay. So this is, this is probably, this is the first time I'll even be saying a lot of this out there into the universe. Um, so my husband and I struggled with infertility for a long time. Mm. We got married in 2005, you know, I, we, we've lost three little girls. So we had two stillborn little girls and then recently lost one. She was in the NICU for 16 days. She's coming, we're coming on her, her birthday is May 7th. So it's like a very interesting time. Like I went into the hospital at this time last year. I was in there for almost three weeks. She was born at 24 weeks. So I say all that to say infertility and child loss has, you know, it's reared its head and rapped at our chamber door. You just keep getting chills. Yeah, more than once. Yeah. And so, you know, anyone who's out there who's been married for any period of time with, with no huge issues, marriage in, uh, in and of itself is, it's, a, it's work. It's a challenge. Amen. And when you add something as, I don't even have a word for what that is. Intense, traumatic. You just, yeah, horrible. Yeah. Let's just call it horrific because it's that's horrific. really what it was. Horrific when you trauma. add something, when you add a layer of complexity onto a relationship, um, because I will say, you know, looking back at my wedding, you know, that day and 
it was just the most magical day. And I, I, you know, you oftentimes wonder like, if I could just go back, you know, it was winter wedding and it was Mm. beautiful. And Brady was just so handsome and we were so happy. And then we whisked off to Hawaii Mm -hmm. for 10 days. And it was like, oh my God, this is our life. And you hear people be like, it it takes work. You're like, yeah. You were like, oh, please. Right. Well then, you know, you're like, and, and, and then life presents its inevitable challenges. And, uh, so when you add a layer like infertility and child loss, it's very, very hard to, to manage. The woman handles it very differently than the man. Uh, and then your relationship sort of starts to center around these things. Mm -hmm. And so, right. So I think the natural progression of a relationship and the issues coupled with the infertility and child loss over time started to sort of erode the relationship. Well, then, and and me being sort of the, you know, I'm going to bulldoze and go get, I mean, I've always had a business entrepreneurial mindset. I I just sunk my teeth into system of strength. And that was my thing, 25, eight. I mean, it was like, that was what I did all day, every day, because I was like, I'm not going to have kids. I can't have kids. And, and I, you know, I've always had this business background, thank God, yeah. you know, because I can, you know, do this and crush it. Well, then Brady's kind of like, so anyway, long story bearable, we, we basically separated. He, we weren't together for a, a year, wow. um, but it was, oh, I'm sorry. I skipped a spot. I skipped a part. So we actually got pregnant. Okay. So I got pregnant and this was like a long time later and we had done IVF, we had frozen embryos. Um, et cetera, et cetera. The, the, the gymnastics of IVF, that's a whole nother conversation. But, yeah. um, but I got pregnant and that was sort of where it really was a problem. And I don't know, I don't know what, why, you know, I just think it was just too much and we ended up imploding and do you think like the anxiety, the stress, all of, like, I think what, all of it, and, and we just, it wasn't good. It and triggers so all of those yes. past times. Yep. Yeah. And so he, you know, moved out for about a year and we found our way back and wow. you know, yeah, we did. And we, we've done a lot of work. He's done a lot of work on himself. I've done work on myself. We've done a ton of couples therapy. Yeah. Very helpful. And this child, our, our boy's name's Dane and he's four now. And yeah. he, I mean, I mean, he is just, you know, the love and the joy of our life. So it, 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 I look back and I'm like, oh my God, we went through hell, absolute hell. And I, and I really wish that like, do I wish we would have had to go through that to get where we are? Do we still struggle with, you know, everyday shit? Yeah. But we have a better relationship now than we ever have. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. I've softened a lot. I've looked at a lot of things and, you know, you have to do that in any marriage. That is you like, know. So yeah, it was more than a COVID funk. Yeah, I'm glad we <laughs> yeah and then expanded on that. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. you know, couple it and then put COVID on top of that. Oh yeah, that's... it was a time, girl. It was a time. Oh, but that is like that's so inspiring to me to hear because I think I, I, I can only speak from my personal experience, right? You have we've talked about this personally, right? Just not just anymore. Almost two years out now of a divorce, and. I, you know, I think all the time of like, you can't help but go through the motions of like, what went, what went wrong? What didn't I see? This was supposed to be my person. This was the rest of my life. Like all of the conversations that you have. And I've learned so much from this experience. And my relationship now with my new partner looks so different. 
And I think that I just had this idea, right? That like, okay, you find someone, you like have this connection, you're attracted to each other, your lives and your interests and your values line up. Okay, well then like th- it should be easy. No. And, you know, of course life will like get hard and like things will go awry. But like, you know, if you're working on yourself and they're working on themselves and then you will come together as two individually healed people, then like you'll be okay. And if you're just done a, a injustice by like not showing the pieces, like everyone loves the wedding and everyone loves couple goals and you're going on vacation with your per. And like no one is seeing what you talked about right mm-hmm. now. And the strength that comes in a relationship after literally being at the very fucking bottom yeah. and working your way out together. Like that is goals to me. Mm-hmm. No, it's I'm I'm really it's 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 odd to say, but I'm very proud of it. You should be. And I know, you know, I I'm not dumb. Like I know every single person that's in a relationship has problems. Of course. And, and the, the 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 problems range. You know, they they could be you know, minute at times and then you hit a really rough patch and then they go back to my, every single person, it's part of the, it's the way the universe has designed it. They're all up there laughing right. like, hey, and I, hey. and I didn't know, I, yeah. I missed the fucking memo. Yeah. Carrie. Well, we all do because everybody, because nobody wants to show that. Yeah. No one wants to talk about like no. when you're in conflict with your partner. No. That's, that's what I've been talking about because my partner and I have been in couples therapy together. Me, me coming at this like new space of like, Hey, I know what I what happened the first time. I don't want this to happen again. I need some help. I don't know actually really how to be in relationship well with another human to have like a true conscious partnership where I'm vulnerable and I'm like growing with someone versus I thought like I had to be this whole person coming into it. And that, you know, this kind of individual paths and these like two people coming together. And what I've learned from like even just a year in therapy with him is like, no, like the magic happens when we're both really, really struggling and coming together to 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 help each yeah. other get through it. Not this, hey, I did the work off in my corner. Now I'll come back to you. No, like let's get in the corner together and be messy. Yeah, because really to me, I, I'm never healed. No, you know, like and and, no. and, I, and I you see that a lot. The, the word healed. Is, I, I would never consider myself healed. It's like, right. you know, you're two imperfect human beings with two very different sets of expectations about the world based on the way that you were brought up. And I think where you can really uh, have a, a really great situation is when you can sort of put your put the other person's lens on and see yeah. through. And that's what's so hard to do, especially when you're angry you know, the last thing you want to do is be like, oh, wow, you know what? I really can see, I really see his perspective, right? And you want to be like, you mother, yeah. I'm going to, you know, so yeah. it's, yeah. It's, but it's also, I think, you're talking just now about like seeing it through their lens. Like what I've learned so much lately is like, I had always considered myself an empathetic person, but now this is, I'm like a whole new degree of empathetic, mm-hmm. just really being able to like put myself in in his shoes and understand his childhood trauma, his issues, his ADHD brain, like, like all of the things where I'm like, Oh, Mm -hmm. like you're not really out to get me or like, you're not really like trying to leave me all the time. Or like, 
you, you, you know, like, oh my gosh, you have your own shit going. You think I'm trying to do shit? You know, it's just like this oh, whole yeah. perspective shift. But but we we just, we don't talk about it as a culture. It's like, we don't want, we'll talk about our body issue images. We'll talk about body image issues. Mm-hmm. Let's flip that. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll talk, we'll talk about sex. We'll talk about this, but like, we will not talk about the dysfunction, not even dysfunction because it's no, every struggle normal. Yeah. Of our partners. We would just want everyone to think like our relationships are okay. Mm-hmm. Where do you think that comes from? I mean, if you, if you look at it just, you know, logically, it's like, not everybody wants to put their shit out there all no, the time, you know? No, and no, so, no. and so it's, and you're, and you're, you're protective and you know that these things like this too shall pass. So if, if you're in a big heated argument with your person, well, first of all, that's your person. And so you respect yeah. the privacy of the, so I get that like not everybody's wearing it on their sleeve all the time. Yeah. Um, I just think that when, when there's a situation that gets to a point where you're in a dysfunctional, toxic relationship, you just have to figure, it's more important how the two of you are dealing with it to make it yeah. healthy, I think. Right, right. However you want to handle it superficially, the truth always comes out. I yeah. mean, it's like what happens in the dark comes in the light. Right. And so you can hide it as long as you, <laughs> you know, you can use energy hiding it, but but it, the truth always comes out. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right about, and you, there's sometimes you just like need time to figure it out yourself and yeah. with that person. And I guess, and, and of course, not everyone, right, is going to have a podcast or like have a social media account or whatever. And so I'm interested to think about like if people, because I don't think, I'm just trying to think back on like if I didn't really have conflict in my past relationship, which there's like, you know, an issue right there in itself. But like, I don't know if you're even, if I'm even inclined to like talk to my close friends a lot of the times about like issues in my relationship. I mean, at this point, you only see your friends so often. So you're like, you want to kind of hang out, have fun and not, you know, not really. Exactly. I mean, therapy was, was great for us. Yeah, I agree. You know, and I think you just kind of have to find a cadence and a rhythm. Yep. You're always going to have, people are going to annoy you, dude. It's like you're with somebody all day. Let's talk about that. Talk about the, just the reality of living with another human being every single day of your life. I I mean, come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, the shit ain't easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. But what I, but I do think that it's worth it. That, yes, I absolutely agree. And I do think the lessons that come out of partnership and like learning to just be with another person and especially for the, an extended period, like you think of like your life, your legacy, you're creating a family, like that is worth it to mm-hmm. me. It's been more than worth it. Yeah. Like you've been through yep. the dark, you got out, and mm-hmm. you might go through the dark again. Yeah. And then though, you'll have the confidence in knowing we've been through that dark. Yeah. You. The one thing that that uh, going through what we've been through, or insert whatever you've been through. I know you've had your your own share of trauma. Oh yeah. You know those. Love ta- trauma y- to go around. Yeah. Here. <laughs> those those situations with them comes like strange gifts Mm -hmm. if you allow it. Yeah. And I do feel, um, a very steady, strong undertone to my, just sort of who I am, my relationship in a way that it wasn't before. Um, if you do the work and you truly want to be there, I think that what's on the other side of it is inevitably going to be something great. Yeah. 
but you have to do the work and you have to want to be there. Yeah. So those two things aren't always. Right. Exactly. You know, they're not. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. not always there. I think the patience is key too. For mm-hmm. me, I'm someone, I want instant gratification. I want instant results. I want, okay, well now I know this about myself, so it should be changed. Or like, hey, I was sad about this thing for, for one day. So like now I, I should be done with it. Mm-hmm. I'm a therapist all the time. I'm like, do you mean I have to feel these feelings like over and over again? She's like, yeah. I'm like, it's not, it's not a one and done. Can I just like get it out all at once? She's like, no. <laughs> well, fuck. You this know, sucks. <laughs> well, going back to what you were saying about your issues and your relationship, I think the, the one thing that I've learned, and I learned this when we lost our first baby girl, and that was in 2006. Mm. And I, I remember just thinking, you know, the world does not revolve around you. Yeah. And it sounds so simple. Like, of course it doesn't. But, you know, the, your issues, your problems, the way you see things, you know, so you're putting that onto the other person. You have all these expectations based on you, 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 right. you, you. When we lost Angel... Uh, it was it was the height of, you know, all of my friends were getting pregnant. And so I had just lost this baby girl, held her in my arms. It was, you know, it was just this this more than traumatic moment. And then I had these, I have a great, I'm, I'm blessed with a really great group of strong women that mm-hmm. I adore. And uh, they were getting pregnant. And they were celebrating their pregnancies. And, you know, and when you're in that situation, when you lose a child like that, you can really go into a very dark corner where you don't want to see, why would you want to see like, you know, rattles and and onesies and, you know, you know, pink and blue and fuck you. I don't want to see any of that. Well, I don't know what it was inside of me, but I, I, I refused to do that. I was like, you know what? I have these amazing women in my life who deserve to be moms and I can't, I can be happy for the happy. Yeah. And the world does not revolve around me and I will get my time should it be in the cards for me. And I don't know where that wisdom came from because wisdom. it was in the eye of the storm with me. It was very much in the eye of the storm. I'll never forget being at one of my really great friends lives in Chicago and being at her baby shower, sitting up there with her opening gifts. And I guess I didn't realize at the time, like what a big deal that was until her mom said something to me in the bathroom. Her mom is basically like my second mom. She's mm. TT, love TT. Um, She's like, Carrie Lou. <laughs> she calls me Carrie Lou. She's like, I just, you are such a good friend to be here. It's just takes such strength. And I was like, yeah. And I, I didn't know I needed to hear that, but yeah. I'll never forget it. Yeah. I remember where we were, the stall. I, I mean, I needed to hear that, but I didn't know it. But again, I learned that and I'm really glad I did. Oh my God. Because yeah. I, because so many of us it's out there, like you compassion. don't even realize how, you just think the world fucking revolves around your ass and it doesn't. It doesn't. No, it does. I mean, and that's like a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It truly is. Yeah. Because it, you can, it, it, you can also in that same vein, just like, it's not about me. No. You know, and this moment, it wasn't about you. It was about her. Mm-hmm. And like, you were able to see that and like, yeah. And like your grief, all of that is still there. It's important. Yep. It's valid. And also you can hold space for someone's uh-huh. joy. Yeah. And I will say, I want to say this too, to the people who are out there that, that have gone through this. It's absolutely okay yeah. to not go. And it's okay to hide in a corner. And I'm not trying to, 
to say that that's it's also not, valid. It's it's yeah. more than valid. I think <laughs> I'm actually kind of fucking weird, to be honest with you, because <laughs> there's part of me that that almost wants to challenge myself too, and that's a whole other psychology. But you're a little contrarian, you know. And it's yeah. like I'm not, but but I'm but I again. Um, you know, time keeps on ticking regardless of, you know, whatever you're thinking or feeling. And you kind of have to just look at, you know, a broader perspective of things. It's Yeah, I think, I mean, any any journey like that is your own journey. And however, I have always, like, however you are traversing mm-hmm. a grief journey is the right yeah, way. Like, I, just... I agree with that. Like, it will look different for everyone. There should be... The last thing anyone needs is like shame. No, there's no that. manual and there's no right or wrong way. That's just how I, how I chose yeah. to manage the situation. Yeah. 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 Wow. So all of the, so the podcast is really kind of a, a part of this healing journey for you. Yeah. And I think that makes sense given kind of the essence of the show. So how would you describe the show? Like what, what, what is the show about? It's a clusterfuck that- of... <laughs> <laughs> it's a clusterfuck of people who I find intriguing. Mm-hmm. So to step you through my thought process, I, when I first started, you know, I had the technical it, things to overcome and just the, just the mental hurdle of actually doing something like this. And I'm like, you know what, just, just start interviewing. Yeah. Don't, don't put a label on it because everybody wants to niche you. And, and if you, you know, you go to Google and you say, how to start a podcast, how to make a successful podcast, they all say, you know, cr- you know, carve out your niche, make it very mm-hmm. specific. And, mm-hmm. and again, once I don't, I don't go with, I go against the grain a lot, but yep. it's like, I don't, I'm not going to force myself to be defined, even though I know someone's like, so what is it? They want to know like, oh, but it's about fitness. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's about business. Yeah. So I, I started to do these interviews and the, the people I'm a very, um, I like wild cards. I like, mm-hmm. I like uh, random, intriguing people who are doing cool things. And so there's a component of fitness to it. There's a component of business, you know, society. I ain't afraid to talk about Vanderpump rules. You know, I'm not, afraid, hear that. I'm not afraid to talk about gun violence. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, what is happening? Um, so it's going to be a mixture of things. But I also would like to start layering in some fun things. Like, I want to get another microphone and do, like, I pick two. So I take two people who have been on the show previously mm. and bring them back on the show. And we have a topic there may be fireball involved. Ooh, yeah. There okay. may be, maybe not. Who knows? We'll mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do some solo casts on things that I'm, you know, like a five minute pep talk. Yeah. So I plan on, I plan on layering some things and making it fun. I actually have a studio that I'm moving into. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, with Sarah Creative. Very cool. Um, yeah. Really great group of people. And I'm very pumped about that. Um, Is it like a, like a, you can rent space kind of thing? Or so Sarah Creative, they are genius storytellers there his name's Doug Joseph and he and I have um we've known each other for a long time like 10 years since we started SOS and we've worked together here and there with um they've done some video for us websites etc yeah and I just so happened to be in there uh the other day getting some editing uh expertise from his um guy Nick yeah and they have an upstairs and there's like a really cool space up there. And he's like, what do you think? Like, I'm like, really? Like maybe? Oh, <laughs> and so I love the, first of all, the space is awesome. Yeah. The people in there are super creative and they're dope. And I think it'll be cool to kind of be with that energy and yeah. the creativity and it'll kind of 
continue to open up doors totally. um, for interviews and then also help them. Like, I think it's kind of like a yeah. good, really, like a good back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. So my take on yeah. it, so I haven't listened to every episode, but I've listened to a few. To me, they're just, not just, not to simplify it, but they're human stories. Mm-hmm. And for me, at least, what I got from them was just this ability to access my own emotions and like my own grief, my own joy, my own, you know, just experience listening to these other humans talk about their stories. And and just that it is just, I don't, the word that just coming, kept coming to mind was human, yeah. truly. And especially the episode with Sarah, mm-hmm. um, where she tells the story of her husband dying by suicide, her husband of only 10 months. I could barely get through that episode. Um, she sounds like a really incredible person and like very brave to come on and just basically, I mean, tell like the whole story, Mm -hmm. like, no, you asked really great questions and she didn't, you know, hold back at all. Mm -hmm. No, she's great. Yeah. And I just, I related so much and I don't have that experience of a a partner or a husband dying by suicide, but you know, you know, I've lost my brother and it was just like, this way for me to like with through her story, like there's so many things I related to her. Like she, when she was flying home from Chicago back to Columbus and she was like on the plane, like thankfully she had her boss there. I was like, we had to fly down to Florida to like get his body, you know, like, and just like being on the plane, like when she was just telling the story, I was like, Oh my God. Like I remember, like it just brought me back where I was like, yeah, you're just like on the plane and you're like, what is going on? Like, what's actually happening? When she's ex- described this, like, being out of her body, when she's, like, on the phone with the cops, so they're like, you know, we found your husband, all these things. And she was like, it looks like you're looking down on yourself. Like, I remember my sister, we had been back and forth with, you know, everyone on the phone. My brother was in the accident. We don't know if he's going to make it, all this stuff. And then, you know, finally my sister called me and said he didn't make it. And I just... I was in the foyer down there and I like fell to the ground and I just, the image that I have in my mind is me looking at myself. And so it's just like you hear other people who are, it's not the same situation, right? Like it's not, I mean, it's a traumatic event, but you're like, oh my God, like this is a human experience. Mm. This is how like we as humans process when your whole life is turned upside down Yeah, when you go through hell. And I'm sure that you probably found similarities as well, losing your children. Yeah, definitely. And you're right. So the, so the component um, of what I'm doing that does deal with that, and you, you hit it on the head with the humanness of it. I, in essence, I'm very intrigued by, for example, somebody will come in, and let's say he's the, or he or she, or the, you know, they're the CEO of XYZ Corporation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're well known in the city and everybody knows this person and they have a social veneer and, and an expectation. And my interest and my goal is to make them more human. Right. Uh, you can Google, you know, like I just had, you know, um, 
Ryan Wilkins on. He's the CMO from Ronald McDonald House. He's mm. amazing, right? You could Google Ryan and you could get six data points. Joe Apgar, president of Pelotonia, same yeah. thing, right? We all know them and hold them in high esteem as we should. But who are these people when they take their, you know, their work veneer off or their social veneer off and they're at home and they're, you know, just being themselves? Like what, what are these people, what do they go through? And I think what I'm so intrigued by is that I want everyone out there to know that like we're all the same exactly and, and at our core and that you can too. Like you can be and do whatever the fuck you want to do. And these people are just, you know, they have inner childs just like you. Yeah. They have resistance telling them that they suck just yeah. like you. They have days where they want to kick rocks and, and, and not deal with people just like you. Yeah. They're just like you. It's stripped down. It's like you talk about, yeah, these people are, the wild cards are super interesting. Yes. And mm-hmm. they're going through the same exact shit that mm-hmm. everyone else is going through. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's when you boil it down, the human experience, it's, we are all the same. We just want to be seen, heard and understood. Yep. And so if I can sort of boil down all the bullshit and like what people's personas are and you can just get lock eyes with somebody and be like man like I see you and I I can't believe you know and it's not all it's not always going to be sad stuff but my god like there there's a lot of shit that makes people who they are there's hard stuff that people go through that also then on the other side when you mirror that hard it's greatness yeah you know that's why I think it's just so perfectly positioned mm -hmm. with the SOS like arm right Mm -hmm. because that's what you're doing from a fitness perspective too, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, the hard, the shit, the suck that you're going through in your workout, it's going to make you better outside of these studio walls because you're doing something hard. Yeah, and like speaking of that, you know, I just got, when people would talk to me about SOS, it's like, and I'd talk to them about the workout. It was like, I... It didn't. It, it wasn't enough. It's like I want. I want them to see what's happening with people's transformations more than just this quote unquote what the workout is. Yeah. And so the physical aspect. This yeah. podcast is given the opportunity for people like Sarah, like Ryan Robertson, like Darcy's coming on, and Kimmy will. Find, you know, all, all whoever wants to come on from SOS, great. But you get to hear more. Yeah. So many people were like, wait, I knew Ryan got shot, but I had no idea. It, it just increases. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. It just increases the intimacy of the story. Yeah. And, and with SOS, it's so important to see like all these people who just, they're, they're in class together. And it's like, you have no idea. And so this is sort of mining for the badassery. Yeah. So I get to do, you're right. I mean, this fires on multiple cylinders for yeah. me. And I thought long and long and hard. Yeah. It was a, I was in a mental juggernaut over this because I didn't want to abandon ship. Like I didn't want to leave SOS. Oh, I think it's just a great extension. But I knew I couldn't stay the way that I was. Yeah. Yeah. And now here we are. Yeah. And I'm sort of like with a, I have a blindfold on and I'm walking and I'm like, I hope this is the right decision. But I know that it is because it just feels good to me. Yeah. And, no, and come what may, right? Come what may. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it's. It's the, it's definitely the right decision. And do all the people that you're talking to, the ones that I've listened to, I'm pretty sure all of them have been like SOS members are gone to work out, but are you, are all of your guests people that you've met? No, no, so it's broad. No. Okay. Okay. No, I bring just, I bring some, some interesting flair, like Diane Menashe. She's become a great friend of mine. 
I'm, I would love, she's going to come back on at some point. Um, she's the criminal defense attorney. Mm. Um, Gene Smith, he's, he, he hasn't stepped foot at SOS. He's like, I'm not coming there. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so there'll be like Bobby George, um, there'll be several people in, and that's not a, it's not a prerequisite by any means. Right. Okay. Uh, the prerequisite is that you're a human being with an interesting story that you want to share. I mean, that's the big thing is, you know, putting, you know, a lot of things have surprised me doing this, but what surprised me is sort of the nervousness and the, how people really like. I'm like, why is everyone so... Because, you know, you think nobody's listening to me. Like, what the fuck? Well, then you're like, well, shit, they're sitting down just basically opening themselves up. There's this microphone and they're sending their whole story out into the abyss. I mean, that's pretty hard. Oh, yeah. Really really And and pretty badass, if you ask me. Really difficult. Um, Have you found, though, that as, like, the episode length will go on, like, the show will go on, people open up so much more oh like the beginning you gotta like really do some warm-ups for some people like you gotta people gotta get loose not and i'm not even talking about like an alcohol perspective but like they yeah. just have to like get comfortable sitting there talking so i've always find like the second half of the show oh yeah is like yeah 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 <laughs> where the yeah where I, the gold is i have been so surprised though at the reception and the people who have reached out to ask to I never would have thought like I would have That's thought cool. that, you know, I always, always, I joke around like I got to ask people to prom like I'm, you know, cause you have people you'd love to have. And then somebody comes out of the woodwork and you're like, well, that was amazing. I would have yes. never thought of that. Yes. Um, but it's special. really been great to like have people asking yeah. to come on the show. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty, it's pretty cool. But, and, and the way people have opened up has been very surprising to me in a, in a great way. Yeah, well, I think that speaks a lot to you as a host, too, that they feel comfortable yeah. enough to be able to do that. That wouldn't happen with everyone, I don't think. Well, I, I'm Harriet Stern. Yeah. Harriet I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, let's just let's just go there. <laughs> See, my, my like, <laughs> podcaster, mentor, daddy, like, yeah, best friend who doesn't know I exist is yeah. Joe Rogan. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see yeah. words from you. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's the reason why I wanted to start a podcast. Yeah, it's really funny though because I don't listen to him anymore. I, there's there's not like a reason why. I just he like almost like gave me this gift that I needed to like start the podcast, and I was like, "Thank you, Dad Joe. <laughs> Thanks, Daddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go on now with my life." Um, yeah, that's that's really cool. And is anyone else in Columbus doing something like this? No. Are there are there podcasting? I don't I don't there know. The are. Scene. I don't there are. The there are and I don't yeah. uh, admittedly I I've seen some but I don't I don't think it doesn't matter if there are or no. not because what you're doing is going to be unique yeah. to you and there's plenty of space for I'm everyone. I'm such a unique character with a with a different angle. I think yeah. most podcasts are in Columbus might be more informational. I don't know. I I haven't seen Anything. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-mm. I don't know what the vibe that the vibe is up there. Yeah, I was just um, spoiler talking to Darcy. She came on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Her episode will come out soon. Um, and she was like, so called me out on it. I was like, every time I'm in Columbus, I want to take glass. She's like, well, why haven't you? And I'm like, fuck, I don't have an answer. Just, yeah, my sister lives in Columbus, like right in like right near German Village, and. I have been up there quite a bit, but it's like one of those things where you're like, you travel and you're like, we got a thing to do, whatever. But I really do. I really need to get in there and take a class. Yeah. I have, I have faith that you will. I will. I will do it. Um, can we, can, may I ask you about your brother? Yeah, of course. When, when did, when did your brother pass away? 2018. So that wasn't too long ago. No, it'll be five years in July. Oh, 
that just guts me. Oh my gosh, I know. It's crazy. It's, I was just thinking about this the other day. Oh, I know. I was obviously thinking about it when I was listening to um, Ashley's podcast, Sarah's podcast, not Ashley, Sarah Anastasi. That's where I got the A from, yeah. Sarah. Um, when she, and so it's been, how long has it been since her, because she's now married to yeah. someone new. And yeah, like, it was 10 years ago. 10 years ago. And she said, like, I think about it every single day. Yeah. And it, I just like had this gut punch. Uh, like I've, I've, I think about Joe every single day, and I remember like just a few days after, I was with my mom, and my mom made this comment of like, "I will miss him every single day for the rest of my life." And you're like, "Yeah," you know, like you're just like it's. In some ways, it's. I think about it now, and like, kind of a like a beautiful way of like, I will carry him with me all the time. And when I like grieve for him now, or like I really feel for him now, I, I'm, I'm like so, of course, sad. But one of the overwhelming feelings that I have is just like, like gratitude that like I, f- that I can like feel him. Like I, yeah. like I like hold on to those moments and like I don't, I don't like shy away from like the really intense like pain and feeling because now the pain is almost like I associate it with him. So I'm like, okay, I I, like if I get to feel anything about him, like I'm happy for it. What were your what was your age difference? Um, So there's four of us. I'm the oldest. We're all two years apart. We were Joe and I were four years apart. So my sister is the youngest, then Joe, then my brother Richard, then me. And we're all two years apart. It's just apart. so hard. It's just like yeah. I can't fathom. Oh my God. It's so it it's so it's so hard. And I and I don't know, obviously I've only really had I've only had this experience like losing someone close as like a sibling. And I feel like it is kind of like the one death scenario that doesn't not that like it gets more attention, but there's not as much t- like you hear about like losing a spouse. Like holy sh- like fucking terrible a child fucking terrible you know yeah. like fr- whatever but it's like the sibling one is just somewhat unique i think and i just i mean i think about like just everything one like everything that he got to do in his like even just short time on earth he was 26 when he died and he had his own business. He'd have been on a reality TV show. He had 32,000 followers on Instagram. He was, like, super famous. He was on the news for driving from Florida to Texas during the Texas flooding and, like, giving, sending shipping supplies, like, driving his big-ass truck across the country, like, with supplies that he collected and, like, getting people out of the water. Oh, my god! Like, he f- was famously on Fox News. And he had just like driven through the night and they were interviewing him like this guy that's like collected this huge trailer pallet of toilet paper, water, whatever. And so he's like listing off like, yeah, we've got like toilet paper, we've got water, we've got food, we've got uh, shower utensils. Like he couldn't remember the word. Shower (laughs) utensils. He's on the news saying shower utensils. That's amazing. And it's just like, like I think, oh my God, there was like this insane story about how he 
he was a wild man. He was a very, very wild man. Loved to party, loved to go out, was like, just like living a 26 year old, like best life in Florida and like this like big truck culture. Okay. Like country music. They go like mudding. Like his, his Snapchat was like infamous. His Instagram was like infamous. And he was, um, like this woman, this like young woman who's like 21 at the time was like, I'm pregnant with your child and your it's twins. We're having twins. So this was like 2016. I had just gotten married. I remember I'm at work and my mom calls me up and she's like, I'm going to be a grandma. And we're like, I'm like, what the fuck? Because no, my siblings, like no one was dating anyone. Like I was 28. I had just gotten married. Like I was like the one that I'm like, I'm not pregnant. Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, Joe. And she's like so happy because my mom like just like wants to like be a grandma. And we're like, oh my God. Okay. Like, here we go. Like this is happening. He's having twins, like all this stuff. And ended up that the tw- the twins were not his after oh my God. <laughs> a DNA test but like he was there for the birth my family went no. to my family went to Florida to like be there and like for a, about a year like he was a dad so it's like he got to experience being a dad before you have got your poor mom oh care I'm like being she got, gentle with this story she right got now. oh my god your mom I know I know it's oh crazy. the trauma Oh yeah, my mom. Oh, a hundred percent. But um, so now it's like we, you know, I, I think about all the things he has done. But then, you know, I I think too. I remember like cleaning out his garage, his like shop where he had his business out of uh, Blacklist Diesel. Um, and I just was like, that was like so sad to me because I was like, oh my god, you could have like done such amazing things. Mm. So. Yeah, it's just so young. It's tough. It's 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 hard now too, as like I have a new partner who's never met him mm. and will never know him. Um, I I get like the thing that makes me the most emotional, and I was crying about this the other day. Is like I want to start a family soon, and I will just like like I'll have to tell my children about mm-hmm. him. And that makes me really sad. But I'm looking forward to it, too, because I think of, like, they will know him. Like, they'll know about Uncle Joe. They'll know what he's like. But, yeah, it fucking sucks. It's so hard. It's so painful. And, like, just listening to um, her episode and, like, listening to you talk about your loss, like, that is honestly, like, it's, while it's so sad, it's so helpful for me, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you, you, you know other people out there have felt these things and it, yeah. it helps it, I feel like it helps you to navigate through some of those alone. dark spots you're not alone because it feels very you know and, and two like depending on what it is some of these things can be very isolating yes. you know I mean it's especially infertility or child loss or I mean really anything it's just very isolating when you go through something like that yeah and you're not alone yeah when when so you, you recently lost yeah. a little girl? Mm-hmm. When did so that happen? So Jade was born last... Jade? Jade, I oh. know. Sweet Jade. Um, she was born last year, May 7th. Oh, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. you said just May 7th. Yeah. Do you feel like... So we're, you're coming up on a year, mm-hmm. and like you said, you were going to the hospital recently. 
if you, what I've found with like Joe's death, like his birthday's in June, he died in July. Like I know in the next month or so, like my body feels it. My yeah. body knows that I did the slant of the sun at that time, the smells of the, like whatever it is, I don't know, but like, I know like that time comes up and shit just starts to get mm-hmm. funky for me. Oh yeah. The, this it's, you don't want to call it nostalgia because nostalgia, you have a, it's a positive experience, but it's just, it's, it's kind like of imprinted or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. So it's like looking back and thinking back, um, on when, when April rolled around and then May and then, you know, losing her at the end of May, just the weather, yeah, you know, just lots of things about it. Like it's starting to creep up. Do so you, you just kind of, do you have any, like, I, th- I think now if I'm going on like year five and I'm like, okay, maybe this year, if I think about all the past years, like I know I usually will like take off work for his anniversary. Like that's just now a given. Yeah. Um, and even if I don't, you know, don't do anything or whatever, just to like not have to do that. But, um, I'll, I'll just try to, to just be like really graceful with myself and like, just like take it easy. Like just like really try to slow down. And I definitely did not do that. Like the first couple of years and it didn't really bode well for me. Like shit just went bad in like other relationships or like, you know what I mean? Like I just, I don't, I wasn't honoring where I was. And so it was showing up in different mm-hmm. places. Do you have something similar? Like, do you have anything to do that you like to do to kind of like prepare for that season? Well, I, we're going to do something for her birthday. Yeah. Probably just me and uh, Dane and Brady. And it's yeah. hard because Dane's still trying to figure it out. Yeah. He wants to know where she's at. Is she going to be strong enough to come home oh. where, you know, he wants to share his toys with her. It's really, I mean, it's hard for a, a four year old to process. Yeah. So we'll do something sort of light yeah. Um, to honor her and I'm just kind of letting it roll. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. You just, you just kind of have to mm-hmm. let it do that. Cause I don't really know because this is, you know, it hasn't quite been a year yet for, for her. I mean, the other two girls. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, you have some days where you're like, Oh, did that really happen? I know. Did that really happen? You know, like we're talking about Jade and I'm saying her name and I'm like, I know, wait, did that, that happened? So you have these, you know, your brain just it's, plays tricks on you. It's so tricky. Mm-hmm. And I even think like the first, the first year, first couple of years, probably I, 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 I truly, I'm like practicing giving myself grace, but like, I just did not like let myself feel really. I was just like, go, go, go. I just started, I started the the first podcast episode came out on like July 5th. He died July 21st, like three weeks later. I remember when he died, I'd gone home to Canton and we, it was like on a Sunday and we had a recording that Thursday. And I remember calling my co-host at the time and being like, "I, I think it should be fine. Like I'll be able to like come back and like be there but like just letting you know this happened and like I was in like complete denial not not that he died I understood that part but like the denial Mm -hmm. was that like what uh, like was gonna happen like no I wasn't gonna fucking record a podcast for four days after my brother died but like in that moment I was like yeah I mean this 
Like I should, you know, I should be okay. Yeah. Just how, giving you a heads up. I mean, how do you process it? Is you this, can't. you know, you, it's, it's, it's crazy. Your brain can't even, it's just too much. No, it's too much. And I, I just spent like those first couple of years really just running from it. And I would have maybe some small moments, but I was just running. I just would not like even let myself go there. How's the rest of your family? What's, how's the dynamic shifted and how has it affected so, the family unit? We are super, super close. My siblings and my mom. Like there's, there's kind of been a couple, even not just recently, some just kind of like family drama going on. I, I'm like so happy that like I'm not in any of it. Yeah. I'm like on the outside, but like some stuff between some people. And I... I don't know. And I think in like other families, whatever, you might like let it kind of drag or you might like push it, brush it under the rug or like people won't, you know, kind of stand up and be like, hey, this is bothering me when you do this. And we are like very honest with each other and very like we can bullshit the rest of the world, but like we will not bullshit each other. Yeah. And we don't like we don't let each other get away with things. So like when after like going through my divorce and like kind of the aftermath of that you know they were super close with my ex and um after everything kind of went down there was like some really serious conversations of like hey you know as you're thinking about you know going into new relationships or whatever like these are some things we noticed about you in a relationship and I was like damn thank you thank you like I needed to hear that and people need like someone needed to tell me and if it was going to be anyone like I want it to be my family. Yeah. So I, we have a really, really strong relationship. That's some good, tough love right there. It is tough love. And I, and like I do like, do, we'll do the same thing back. I'll be like, Hey, you know, in this, in the spirit of feedback and how much <laughs> I valued you giving me yeah. this stuff, I have some for you too. But, in, but, but I think And then you start punching know, each other in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I Meet me in we, the alley, bitch. Right. Right. I think that we know that it's, like we are just coming from a place of love. What, like that's all there is. What was the feedback they gave you? Um, they told me that I was starting to act like my one aunt that we all despise. Oh wow! In what way though? Um, so like just like not being nice and like uh like oh, kind of seemingly like mm, like ordering people around or like uh. Use a bitch. They're yeah. saying use a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what they were saying. And, and like, but there's like a very specific, there's like kind of a specific way that she is that I knew exactly. Like I, when they, when they said it, I was like, I bingo, I got it. And I absolutely do not ever want to be like that. And so, like, I know what I need to do in order to not show up in that way again. Yeah, but isn't that amazing? Like, if more people were transparent and confronted things in a, in a loving way, yeah. because it gave you something to actually, it quantified it for you. It's like, okay, oh, wait, yeah. I can actually see that. I think if more people could be that transparent with right. it in a gentle way, yeah. it really is helpful. It, it is so helpful. I mean, it was, like, especially for me, like, the kind of person that I am. Do you, are you familiar with the Enneagram? No. At all. So the Enneagram will like kind of like the different, these different numbers, like one, two, three, four. You might hear people be like, I'm a seven, I'm a five, whatever. So I'm a three and it's Enneagram's kind of all based around like your core fears and like how you 
show up in the world is like based on like you don't want to. So for example, for me, like the three is like the competitive achiever. Like they want to be seen as successful and having it all together. And like image is very important. And like at the root of them, like they, if they don't feel like they're worthy or like achieving something, then they're not, then they're not worthy at all. So like there has to be like this like achieving piece of like security. Yeah. And so for me to like hear that they like thought that I like wasn't doing something right or like I wasn't in this like perfect relationship, which was also like part of my whole issue with the relationship. Um, like that was like crushing to me. Like failure for threes is like, Right. Detrimental. I'm going to have to look and see what number I am. You should. You should take a test. Um, so it it was hard. Like, it was hard to hear that feedback. But also, yeah. At the end oh, of the day, so I'm helpful. Like, I don't want to be like Nana. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Poor, poor, whoever, this, whoever this auntie is. No. Poor. No. Not poor her. No, <laughs> no, no I'm no. saying she, she made her bed. Yeah. Oh, she absolutely did. She <laughs> absolutely did. Um, yeah. Just to give you like such a quick little yeah. ugh, snapshot. So she um, owned, uh, owned a restaurant that my mom was like managing for her. Like my mom was like running the restaurant for her when my brother died. And, you know, my mom took like the week off after we had to go to Florida. We had to then go back to Florida to like pack up all the stuff. So I think she had like been off for like two weeks, you know, after her son died this woman's nephew and she told her that she was going to have to like start cutting her pay if she if she was going to continue to take like unpaid time off like she wasn't going to be able to continue to pay her and so my mom just like took the key off of her key ring and like set it on the bar and walked out wow so that's like the kind uh, there of and lies the is. problem okay <laughs> so like when they tell <laughs> Enough me said. you're acting like nana i'm like you're like no 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 we gotta do a 180 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we got to do some work. We got to do some work. Um, so, so Carrie, this has been quite a conversation. Yes. I really appreciate it. I wish we could do that. I just I wish know. I could stay the night. I know. You should have brought your clothes. So much fun. Brought, your brought my sleeping I've got, bag. I've got, a, I've got a guest room down there. <laughs> I love there. it. I love it. Next time you'll bring your jammy. Yeah. Um, we have to end with the question, of course, of yes. the big show, uh, the big show question of what does being fit mean to you? But I know you've already answered it once. You probably don't remember what you said. Um but also I, wa- I was to kind of like think about, so coming up on like a year now, have you like, did you take time off of, of working out? Like what, how did you kind of... After Jade? Yeah, after Jade. Yeah, so I had an emergency C-section. Okay. And I had been in the hospital for three weeks laying in the hospital. So my body was, I mean, yeah, we were in a, we were in a pretty rough place. Um, so I, I wasn't able to work out or do anything. And then once I was able to, I mean, it was, it was such a weird, I mean, I was so weak and so like, I was in so much pain. Um, not only physically, but like emotionally that takes a toll on your body. Yes. And I would, the the first couple of times I was able to go for a walk, I literally had to make myself not call my husband to come get me because I was in that much pain. My whole body was just like, it was like lead and like your, your, your abdomen, anyone who's ever had, you know, their insides ripped open like that, they get Quite it. Quite literally ripped They get open. it. Um, and so I just, I was, I led with grace. I was like, you know what, Care? We're here, me and you. 
and we're going to take this one step at a time and you're out here and you're doing it. So I would just kind of like just talk to myself in a very kind way like you did it and tomorrow we're going to either rest or we're going to do more. And that's that's really the thing where, you know, we're all the same and things are hard for everyone. But I think the lesson for people is when you go through something catastrophic, it's so easy to just throw it all away and say, fuck it, it's too hard. I'm too mentally you know, strung out. I'm too physically strung out. It's too hard. And you let yourself become overwhelmed and you just kind of, you know, go down the hill. You have to continue to listen for that little, that little whisper of badassery that's inevitably there. Mm -hmm. And and it's almost like you can't even barely hear it, Mm -hmm. but you just give yourself a shot every day and you're like, you listen for it. And I promise you, if you just keep moving forward, you'll, you'll start to hear it. And then you're like, what? Say what? Yeah. And then it would, you know, it starts to grow. And so I I would, I would walk and then I'd walk a little faster. And I remember the day that I finally could like hit a stride for like two seconds. And it was, I mean, it was just painful. It was painful. Um, so it was, it was a rough, I'm still climbing back from it. Honestly, I'm feeling a lot better now, but yeah, I'm just, and and again, the physical part of it, the the physical part, as long as you put the work in, we'll, we'll cut, it'll come back. I think it's more the mental aspect of it too, that you really have to care for. And that is what being fit Mm -hmm. means to me is just having alignment. So not being too over in a corner, working out so much and worrying about how you look in pictures and, you know, just making sure that you're spreading that out for, the mental, the spiritual, the way you show up in the world, um, all of that needs to be fed. Mm-hmm. And so if you're starving any of that out, you're not in line and li- you're, you're not in alignment. Yeah. And so I think that to me is being fit is always kind of playing all those chords and making sure that, um, you're balanced. That's really important. And I think to the discernment for like what, what you need as an individual, because for me, it was easy for me after Joe died. I mean, the next day, I was at an Orange Theory class in Canton, and I, I kept going. I exercised myself into the ground so much so, like now I'm dealing with cortisol issues. I've had to take a significant step back in terms of like intense workouts because my body's just like, yeah. you need to chill. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like I'm finding that badass voice in the stillness. Yeah. And so it will look, you know, for some people, yes, you got to get up and you got to get moving. For some people, you got to sit down on the couch. You know what that is? What? Brahmacharya. What's that? So it's when I went to Bali and I did my yoga training, uh, Alicia Chung, who is just, she's fantastic. She's like, you remind me so much of myself when I was, you know, maybe seven years younger or whatever. Because I would, I would literally wait for that fucking training to be over so I could climb this mountain. (laughs) And just figure out how to get my yayas out, and I do clocked in the hut. I mean, it oh, was it was a thing. Yeah. And she's like, Carrie, she's like brahmacharya, and it's it's you know the yamas and niyamas is basically it's it's very yogic. It's how you how you deal with yourself and how you deal with the outside. And if you look it up, it's basically about how you find rest and how you find the stillness. Yeah. So you should you should look I'm, at I'm I, I would highly recommend the Yamas and Niyamas that book to anybody. Ooh, okay. Um and you might say, well it's it's all yogi. It's so I mean it's so applicable and it's a very easy read. Yeah. Uh, it's how you know how you treat yourself and how you treat others. Yeah. It's very yeah it's good. I love that. Yeah, but I I've been thinking about that so much lately because, you know, I love the SOS motto of like keep moving mm-hmm. and I love, you know, seeing people encouraging other people and like all of the stuff but sometimes I just have to remind myself of like right now that looks different for mm-hmm. you 
it's not about putting in the intensity no. right now for you. No. Maybe that will look different at some point, but like right now it's like, okay, that for you is meditating every day, you know, going on walks in the morning. But <laughs> like see, that is, that, but, but that is, you, that, that is keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. You know? exactly. It is. It is. It's, it it's just, your way of, of moving through your process. Yep. By no means is it meant to be like, you know, keep beating your head against the wall or on the pavement. Right. It's just keep moving toward that best version of you. And if yep. that means taking off two months, right. that means taking exactly. off two months. If that means whatever that route is, you know, whatever that voice is telling you, that's, that's what it is. I mean, you just yep. continue to follow that voice and it's going to lead you to so many different things, but the voice is always, yeah. you never want to let that voice Oh my gosh, I go. Yes. I've heard that voice so loud and clear in the mm-hmm. last like year mm-hmm. of coming out of a pretty dark depression myself yep. where I just had this like, I, oh my gosh, I think like Sarah talked about this too. Like this, like this like roar yeah. comes in from inside of you and you're like, this is not going to be the thing. Right. And I'm so, so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Like as sucky as all the shit ha- was that had to like get me to that point yep. that I could like hear the voice inside me say, this isn't going to be the thing. And that it was just, I was so clear. on like, I know who I am. I know the kind of person that I am. I like the kind of person that I am. And like, we're going to do this. Yeah. And that's great. And same, I love and it. similar, I think, kind of bringing it full circle mm-hmm. with like you and your husband, yep. like going through yeah. the hell. Yep. Comes on the other side. 100% it does. Yeah. God, I said 100% again. You know what I'm going to do? So this is my thing. Are so, you saying so, too much 100%? So yeah. So, so, you know, you critique yourself on these podcasts, right? And I'm like, okay, so the next guest I have. I'm going to tell them, if you hear me say 100%, I want you to punch me in the arm as hard as you can because that's my way of critique. It's like 100%, 100% it I probably have one too. I could ask my listeners. But I listen I listen back so I can totally. hear what it is. Those, oh, yeah, those I things, I don't want to do that. I know, but it's really fucking hard. It is, but it's an art. I'm like, I've got to, I've got to, It's you a know. skill. You can figure it out. It now really, I'm, yeah. I feel like mine might be totally... I also 100%. I, I didn't notice anything with you, though. When we play it back, I'll, I'll start to, I'll, I'll, you know, get my ear on the... I know. Yeah. To let me know. In the beginning, it was, I was saying like a lot, but I yeah. think I have... You got that under control. Pared that down a little bit. Yeah. There's always room for improvement. But yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. I want to thank, thank you for you. having me. Thank you I think so you're much. incredible. I have I since the, the first day you. I met you. And, um, I agree. I think you're doing great things in the world. Same. I'm excited to see what you're going to do next. Yes. Um, and if anybody out there wants a new podcast to listen to, just, you know. Yeah. Where can people follow you? Uh, yep. Where's the show? You can follow me uh, on Instagram at the Carrie Croft Show. My personal Insta is Carrie P as in Paul Croft. Obviously, you can follow uh, System of Strength or System of Strength Cincy. Yep. That's a mouthful of Insta handles. I know. You got a lot. Uh, and then if there's anyone out there, because I know that that there are a lot of people out there in the SOS community in Cincinnati, and I'm sure people will be hearing this in Columbus. If you do have a story and you're like, God, I wish I kind of, you know, it's like kind of intriguing, but you're scared and you mm-hmm. don't know, just DM me. Um, and you just never know what will come out of it. Yep. Uh, I would love to talk about it and see if you'd like to come on and yeah. share. Amazing. Yeah. Listeners, if you're loving What the Fit, rate and review. It means a lot to us podcasters. Carrie, you probably know that yes. now. You're always trying to like bargain mm-hmm. for the rates and yep. reviews. This please, girl please, needs please. this girl needs all the stars. 
We both do. All the stars. It's the best thing that you can do yeah. for a podcast yep. that you love because it helps get it yep. further to the top yeah. of the list. It gets in front of more eyes. So, and I'm only asking you to do it if you really love the show, if you really love What the Fit. I'm asking you to go do it now for me because <laughs> I, I'm shameless and I need you to give me some stars, okay? Yeah, no, same here. I was, try- I was like trying to You're be- playing it cool because you're, you're way be- down the path. Like, no. I'm a newbie. I'm like, have stars, please. Uh, I mean, I'm so thirsty. It's ridiculous. Please follow at What the Fit Podcast. Follow at Chrissy Gurley. Please. I'm Love so you all. I'm so thirsty. <laughs>